new on Curiosity Stream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns, reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. New on CuriosityStream. How do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. Ask hasn't been confirmed yet. Ooh. That might change my outlook on that game. If Omar's snap doesn't really change that much. Yeah, because I don't think I like Rask. Oh, Rask. Yeah, Rask is Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever and wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. And joining me for the next hour to talk about Aaron Dell just absolutely obliterating Drake Batherson last night, our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing pretty well. Um, I don't know if that was a dirty hit, but, like, as Matt Murray said, first of all, I just need to talk about Matt Murray for a second. Did you see that picture of him? That dude looks like he has been through some shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, he has, so. Yeah. But, man, he, he did make a good point. Like, you're not expecting to get absolutely leveled by a goalie. So, I mean, it was just unfortunate because he got his ankle stuck on the boards. But, like, I don't know. That's, that's I don't think one... it was a dirty hit. I just don't think he was ready for it. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, it was a bad outcome. And if he doesn't get his ankle twisted up or whatever, um, I think it's one of those things we probably just laugh at. You know what I mean? But it's the fact that he twisted up his ankle. He's going to miss the all-star game now, which, you know, people laugh at the all-star game, but this is a young guy. It's only his second full season. Like I'm sure it probably means something to him. You can make a lot of money at the all-star game too. And he's placed for the senators for the cheapest owner in the league. So he's playing for food stamps right now. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and the point about, about the goalie, right. Is like, you cannot touch the goalie. That's like the, that's, it's the first thing you learn when you learn to play hockey. Like number one is you learn how to skate. Number two is like, you learn not to hit the goalie. So if a goalie's going to lay out even a small body check, then that kind of, I think that makes him fair game in return, which obviously you can't do. Cause now if you start running goalies, then it's just line brawl after line brawl. But I, I, I think it's one of those things. Like I'm glad to see him get suspended for it. Uh, it he's got a hearing coming up. I think like I think it's a dirty play because yes, you're not expecting to get hit by the goalie. That's that's the big thing there is that you're not supposed to touch them and they're not supposed to touch you. It's that, you know, it's that little agreement that hockey players have on the ice. But uh that was a crazy game. I'm sure a lot of people that stacked uh that uh Ottawa second line certainly were not happy to see Drake Batherson uh go out of the game with that ankle injury. We did have a winner from our subscribers last night. We got a shout out. Uh, Shane Pinto Beans, uh, he changes his screen name fairly often. Uh, you'll see him, uh, uh, I believe his uh, 
FanDuel handles El El Consent El Consent too. Uh, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, he took down the five dollar single entry on FanDuel last night. Congrats to him. Uh, pretty weird night last night. Like when I look at uh, at some of the contests that I played in, it seemed like a more of the cashy uh, style builds kind of got there. Um, you know, like. Jake Gensel didn't do much, but the rest of Pittsburgh one did a lot. And you, you saw that uh, broken lines and broken combinations, uh, things like that last night. How'd you do, Josh? Uh, I would have done fine, but I decided to uh, play the Devils goalie at 6,500. And he gave up three goals on seven shots in the first. So I had a negative 7.7 there. Still scored over 100 points, um, even with Gensel too. Like, I don't know. You needed Latang in your Pittsburgh stacks over Gensel and then you're cooking with gas. So, you know, we, you always talk about it, that it's rare that full, full lines go off all at the same time. So, you know, sometimes, you know, these broken stacks get there. It's just hard for me to leave off Jake Gensel from Pittsburgh one stack and be like, Oh yeah, I made the right decision. So, you know, I, I think that's a good point to bring up. And we do have just a five game slate ahead of us here today. So we do have a little bit of time to talk about uh, some DFS theory and stuff like that. And, and you brought up, you know, leaving a player off a stack and adding a defenseman or something like that, because uh, like it is not, it does happen. And it's why we do stack. It's part of why we do stack, but it's not often all three players are going to be among, you know, the top six or seven or eight, you know, forward scores on the entire slate or something like that. That's exactly what you're hoping for, but it, that's not the way it works out. One of the main reasons why you stack is because you want to get like Pittsburgh won last night, for example, the reason you stack the entire line is because if the line ends up optimal, it doesn't matter if one player's not right. Like that's kind of, that's kind of the point here is like, if a line's going to score four goals in a game and maybe something happens like last night where Jake Gensel doesn't do well, the other two players are almost certainly going to smash. So while you're not getting 25 or 30 or 40 points from every player, what you're getting is probably 40 points from one guy and then 25 from another and then 10 from another, something like that. So you're getting the optimal line, even if every player is not optimal. And that's why you can get into trouble when you do three to one stacks, because I'm sure there are a lot of people out there last night that stacked you know, Crosby, Gensel, and the Tang, or Crosby, Gensel, and Dumoulin, or something like that, right? And, you know, there's Brian Russ with an extra 20 DK points on top of it, and all of a sudden, your 2-1 your stack is is a bust. Um, but that's why we do full 3-3 three, three stacks, and I don't do, like, pure 3-3 three, three stacks all the time. Like, out of a 20 max, I might have, you know, 8 to 10 three threes, and then a bunch, you know, 3-2s, three 3-2-1s, three two and then a bunch, uh, you know, game stacks, or Josh stacks, or not a bunch, but a couple. Uh, game stacks or Josh stacks or something like that. It's that's why you do three, three stacks, or that's why you include all three players is because you want to make sure that if the line is optimal, that the player that is going to smash the slate is in that line combination. Because, you know, if you do leave off a player, uh, you can miss out on the points that they bring. Now, when it comes to adding a defenseman, when you make your stacks and you're a guy that typically does single entry or three max, when you make your stacks, like, let's say tonight we have uh, the Washington top line. Would you be more likely to just leave off a Tom Wilson or an Evgen Evgeny Kuznetsov to add a defenseman? Or would you just leave all three forwards and then add the defenseman to make the four-man stack? What's your opinion here? Oh, it depends. Like an elite line, I try not to leave off any wingers. 
But usually with that case, the elite lines are so expensive, it's hard to get in their power play quarterback because generally they're expensive too. Like Colorado one, you have McCarr. Pittsburgh one, you have Latang. Uh, Washington uh, one, you have Carlson, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, like an elite line, I try to get in all the wingers and just hope that it's not a defenseman because I'd rather regret not playing the defenseman than leaving off um, a Jake Gensel and him getting a hat trick or the chances of Jake Gensel getting a hat trick in my mind are higher than the chances of Chris Letang getting a hat trick just because yeah. he's in the offensive zone more. It just, it is what it's going to be. So elite lines. Yes. I'm going to try to get in the forward and what I would do if I want to make a four man stack, I'll play the guy who, you know, who blocks and sh- who has like peripherals and plays five on five ice time with them it's not ideal but like it's just what i like to do with elite lines if you're getting into like cheaper lines which we'll talk about today we'll we'll just we'll use i don't know um you know line a jenner nyquist you have two guys on power play one there if i can fit wierenski in i will but like like, I can leave Nyquist off to fit in Wierenski. But chances are, like, if I'm going to if I'm gonna play Line A Jenner, chances are I have a more expensive stack in there. So there's a good chance I'm going to go with a shot-blocking defenseman there with, like, Peek or Gavrikov. So it really just depends on your build. And it, my defensive rules are pretty simple. It, there's two rules. One, you either get the guy on the power play with the guys you're playing, or you get the you get a shot blocker who sees some time with them five on five, so you have a chance at the bonus. You have a chance at donking an even strength assist, or you have the guy in the power play who just sees all the minutes with them. Yeah, I think like a Martin Fairberry from Washington is a guy that kind of fits that bill. He's played top pair with John Carlson, but often you play John Carlson because of the power play exposure. But you know, you can go to a Martin Fairberry uh, or something like that uh, to get a little bit different. Um, I agree with, I, I, I agree with that. Like, I don't, I, if I'm playing Colorado, I, there's not many times, I mean, uh, pricing is a lot, has a lot to do with it, but there's not many times I play Colorado one with Kale McCarr. Like a lot of times it's Colorado one parts of Colorado one with Devin Taves or parts of Colorado one. And I'll even dump all the way down to Eric Johnson or something like that. And part of it is the price, but part of it is like if you, they need to score like seven goals to pay off, you know, that, that entire full stack. So um, I, I agree with you. I think looking, if, if you're looking to add a defenseman, you don't have to add the power play guy. It can be just a shot blocker that'll play with them. And if you're looking at the top lines, that definitely, that genuinely, generally means guys on the first and third pairs. Um, I see a super chat before we get too much further. Just want to give a shout out to Yahoo fantasy. They're our sponsor for our show have been all season long and we have a special giveaway uh, for first time Yahoo users. We'll talk about a little bit later, but I see a super chat from Chuck dynasty. Thank you very much for the super chat. Chuck, uh, $10 super chat says when single entry assassinating, do you build hedge and pivot lineups and what percentage of your entry fees would you allocate to hedging off your main lineup? I'm not someone that's ever hedged lineups in DFS when I play single entry, but I, typically have played 20 max most of my career, like 20 max or or low dollar 150, what have you. When single entry, do you, 
do you do something like that? Is that something that you, you're interested in? Not really, but there are times on like these massive slates that are just ridiculously good for MME where I'm like, I cannot get down to one lineup here. Like I'll, I'll play my one lineup in all my contests. I try to play the same contests every day. I try not to adjust how much I play, even if I'm running hot or I'm running cold. I play the same stuff every day. Don't get too low on the lows. Don't get too high in the highs because single entry is just, it's, it's tilting enough as it is. So I'll play my one lineup and everything. And then I'm like, man, I'm really down between like these two lines that are similarly priced. I really like my lineup. So like out of FOMO, I'll put like another one in the 15 or like the main or, or like another three max where I'm just like, I really like this line. I need to get it in. But generally I don't like, I just, I, I play my one lineup and live with the results because I got there and it is what it is. Like the only time I really like tilt my face off when I lose is if I make a late swap. So like, I'll just get my lineup. I'll set it and I'll forget about it because I got there. My process led me there and whatever happens, I let it ride. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I'm not somebody that made a lot of hedging lines. Um, it, it wouldn't be, you wouldn't play much. Like if you have $500 in entries out in your hedging, you're not playing, you know, $250 worth of entries in hedges. Like you're not doing anything like that. Like you said, you might throw it in the 15 in a couple other contests or something like that. It's, it's a fraction of the entries, not something we do a whole lot, but uh, if it's something that leads to success for you individually, go right ahead. It's just not something that we do personally. Chuck Dynasty, thank you very much for the super chat. We really appreciate it. If you guys in the chat could, please throw us a thumbs up. Uh, those likes really help us look good for our bosses. Click the subscribe button. If you haven't already, the road to 420,000 subscribers continues unabated. Uh, click that bell to get alerts whenever we do go live and check out what we have New on Curiosity Stream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns, reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more up on awesome.com for free premium tools and data today uh we do have free premium tools and data most days today being no exception we have nba ownership projections we have nhl ownership projections and we have our pga top golfers all up on the site already so check out awesome.com and see what we have to offer um i have my power plays article up on awesome.com i do a few of those a week josh uh, does one a week sometimes uh, depending on the number of games uh the fourth man here at Osmo, Jeff Fotler, does some as well. Uh, so check out Osmo.com for our power play write-ups. Uh, check out some stacks. It's a place that we like on this slate. 
All right. We do have five games uh, to look at. We have some pretty big totals, both at home and on the road. So let's take our time going through these games, Josh. We have the Anaheim Ducks with a 2.2 implied gold total going into Toronto. The Toronto Maple Leafs have a 3.8 implied gold total. Toronto has changed up their lines, and that's uh, probably the big piece of news out of this game. Uh, Austin Matthews will have neither Mitch Marner nor William Nylander with them. Uh, it'll be uh, Michael Bunting and Andre Kasha up on the top line. Ilya Mikheyev and Marner have jumped uh, onto the second line with John Tavares and then William Nylander down on the third line with David Kampf. Uh, that really spreads out the, the Toronto talent, but I got to think that spreads out the ownership as well. And on a short slate with Toronto at home, having some spread out ownership probably isn't the worst thing if you know exactly what you're looking for. Um, on the flip side, Lots of, not lots of interest. There might be some interest in Anaheim because these are, uh, I don't want to necessarily say like filler stacks, but they are some stacks on the cheaper side that you can use maybe with like uh, a game stack with Toronto or with Washington that we'll talk about or Colorado that we'll talk about. So I think we do need to take our time with both sides here, Josh. What are you liking? Yeah, I I just am not a fan of these Leafs lines. Um, we You've talked about it maybe I've talked, you've talked, you've definitely talked about it more that the numbers, Matthew's numbers without Marner or Nylander are just stark. Um, they're probably going to go out against the Getzlaff line, which is like probably their only line right now that can handle themselves on both ends of the ice. If we're being nice. Um, and, you know, the last time these line, like bunting Matthews, Kasha was together. Kasha was on power play one which made a big difference in stacking that line. Kasha's is on power play too now. So I, I just, I don't know if I want to play Toronto one. And then I was like, okay, let's go to Toronto two, going against Steele, Comtois, Terry, but like Tavares and Marner numbers together are awful. So yay. And then like you go down to Anaheim three, like Deloria lunch from Silverberg, like, yes, let's play Toronto three, but like David Kampf, like maybe maybe you can do like a Kerfoot Nylander. Like Nylander as a one-off tonight is is interesting to me. But like I, I just wish like it was like Mikheyev with Nylander on that third line, and then you can really attack that Lundstrom Delorier Slofferberg line. Um, you can go Kerfoot Nylander. I, I do like Nylander as a one-off. If you want to go to Toronto one, I think it's fine. Like I'm talking about the Ducks. Like there's some like epic team here they're not great but i just i i am concerned with stacking toronto one with with you know like calgary one on the slate colorado boston you know what i mean like the sharks and washington there's just so many big totals and if if you're not going to give and the leafs aren't going to give us like bunting matthews nylander bunting matthews even marner like yes i hate on marner but his numbers with matthews are really really good and he's only 5800 I hate on Marner when he's like 8,100 and doesn't shoot the puck. At 5,800, he would have been viable with Matthews tonight. But like Kosh being off power play one, it, it's just tough to get there. Like, in special one lineup, like their prices are cheap enough where they make it 15,8 to full stack Toronto one going into the Ducks. But like Gibson is there. They, they were going to face Getzlav, Zegers, Raquel. I just don't know. Like, in one to three, it's just, it's a tough sell for me with these other lines on the slate. 
So I think, you know, in one to three, I'll, I'll consider them. I'll consider Toronto two. I'm mostly considering like a Nylander one-off in 20 max. I think you can definitely have some leaps here. Like I'm like, I'm not talking about outright, outright fading a 3.8 total at home. Like this is crazy, but like these line iterations is just tough for me to get behind with the numbers and I trust the numbers here. So in one to three, I'm probably going to be pretty low on the Leafs tonight on the duck side. Um, in one to three, I probably won't have anything, but you know, as you get into the 20 to 150 build, that top line is fully correlated. They are 12, five to full stack. Um, Muzzin's out for the Leafs still, which is a big difference. And since Campbell got COVID, uh, his numbers have dropped off considerably. So I think, you know, going to Ducks one here, it's a, it's not a great five on five matchup, but you know, for the price, and fully correlate on the power play. I think I can get behind some Ducks one. Don't even mind a Comtois Terry two man. If you want to include steel, you can. I don't think you need to. Um, if you're, you know, going crazy with Colorado power play, I think Comtois Terry makes a sense as a two man. But, you know, Jacob Silverberg, 2,600 power play one. Fine with a one off. So, like, this game, I like stuff on both sides, but I don't think I'm going to get to anything outside of like a Nylander one-off in one to three. I want to talk about that top line because I think it's probably the most important part of this game, right? Because Austin Matthews, like I know, you know, Alex Ovechkin's on the slate, so it's Nathan McKinnon. Austin Matthews can just absolutely shatter the slate by himself, right? But the point I want to make is about the top line is, yeah, the numbers with Nylander, without Nylander and Marner are worse. But it's worth noting that, it's they're worse offensively. They're not worse defensively, right? That's that's kind of the distinction I want to make here is that the the bunt the bunting Matthews line gets much worse offensively without uh, Nylander or Marner, but defensively they're basically the same line. So that's why, like, I don't think it's any advantage to Anaheim one, regardless of what the top line configuration is, because they've been basically the same defensive line all season long. So like. I think whether uh, Marner's up there, Nylander, Akasha, or what have you, whether Anaheim one is a good play or not, it's irrespective of what wingers are on the top line. You were going to play them or you weren't going to. I'm not so high on Anaheim one. It's more Anaheim two that's drawing me on that side. And it's for this reason. Comtois and Terry have actually put up good numbers this year without either of their top centers. Without Getzlaff, without Zegers, they're at about a 54% shot share which is good for that Anaheim team. And you talked about uh, Tavares and Marner not having great numbers together. They have good offensive numbers, but they give up a lot defensively. Um, they're part of what I like to call like the 60-60 club, which is 60 shot attempts for and 60 shot attempts against per 60 minutes when they're on the ice. Uh, they, they're just playing at a very high pace, uh, you know, chasing up and down the ice. So, yeah, that makes them a good play ostensibly, but it also makes Anaheim too a good play in return. So Comtois, fine. I wrote up Troy Terry in the Power Plays article. He's fine as well. So Anaheim too on that side. On the Toronto side, I'm not stacking an even strength line here. I think what I'm doing is attacking, uh, is using their power play. I don't, you can use like a, something like a bunting Matthews Nylander or Matthews, Tavares, uh, Marner, or something along those lines is what I'm looking to use tonight here from Toronto. 
It is a massive total. It's the biggest total on the slate. Like I, I, I get that the lines suck, but they're still expecting a ton of goals here. So uh, even if you don't want to play like the expensive guys of Matthews, you know, Matthews or, or Tavares, like you said, William Nylander makes a great one off here tonight. Um, you, you know, that third line has typically had good numbers together when they played together this year. Uh, and that Anaheim third line is just atrocious. So, so bad. <laughs> yeah, that Anaheim third line is like a 43% line or something like that. And that Toronto third line is like a 53 or 54% line. Like it's a complete mismatch in Toronto's favor. So uh, I think I think Toronto three makes some sense. Um, if you're trying to fit in some more expensive Washington or Colorado or what have you. Uh, I like a Toronto power play stack stacking their uh, top guys together. I like Anaheim too as well. On the blue line, Rasmus Sandin jumping up to the top pair, or not top pair, the second pair for Toronto is interesting for me because I think he's the best young defenseman they have, like better than Dermott, better than Lilligren, better than all those guys. Um, he just doesn't get ice time, but he's now he's on the second pair with Justin Hall. Does he get some ice time here? I hope so. Don't mind him at 2,600. Anybody else stick out to you? I think Riley is an interesting play tonight. He's back under 6K at 5,700. Um, I think you just include him with your power play stuff. On the Ducks side, I think Kevin Shattenkirk is an interesting play at 3,300. He sees a ton of minutes. He gets some secondary power play time. Um, if you can fit Hampus, I think that's fine as well. But I think I would just go all the way down to Shattenkirk at 3,300. All right. Uh, let's move it along then. San Jose, 2.3 implied goal total going into Washington. Caps have a 3.4 implied goal total. Uh, new Caps lines this morning at Morning Skate. Uh, the normal top line back together, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Wilson. But then Connor Sheary, uh, Nicholas Backstrom, Daniel Sprong, second line. Now, I look at those line combinations, and it would, it would tell me that Sheary and Backstrom might get some top competition here tonight, but it's not really something they've done a lot. They've pretty much just stuck to Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, and especially when Wilson's up there playing top against top lines, I suspect it'll be top line against top line again here tonight. Um, I wrote up, excuse me, sorry, I didn't write up. I was thinking about playing Timo Meyer here in this game because I see like his price drop to seventy three hundred. This is a guy that was an eighty two hundred skater uh, quite often this year, and his ownership is really kind of in check at like 12 to 13%. In fact, uh, San Jose one's ownership is in check entirely, but it's a 2.3 total. Uh, what do you think about the sharks here, Josh? And then what do you think about the caps? Yeah, I, it's, well, I'll start with the caps. I just, it's just miserable trying to stack them. It is a little bit better that Wilson's there, that he's on the top power play makes it a little bit easier to stack because, um, you get full power play correlation there. As Evgeny Kuznetsov was almost 8K points this season. He's down to 5,100. Like that that line is 18K to full stack. This is a good matchup for them. Um, you know, Hurdle Meyer have really, really good numbers together, and they're probably going to get that matchup, but, you know. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch 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 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Still, this isn't a great matchup. James Reimer and Nett, their penalty kill has not been great. So you don't really play Ovechkin for five-on-five five anyway, even though, like, I saw a stat that he has – he has like ridiculous amount of, I forget what it was. And it surprised me because he's always open on the power play, but he does have a ton of five on five points. But um, I think caps one is interesting play tonight. Um, I think we need a new ownership run with these new lines. I don't think we've had one with these iteration of lines, but I would imagine they come in around 20, like all these big totals, you're going to have ownership on tonight. It's just something that you can't avoid in a five game slate. So it doesn't, Late, sorry, latest run has them at uh, 28%. Yeah, 28%. So, I mean, like, listen, you're going to be playing any of these high total line, like, teams, these lines are going to be over 20% tonight. It's just a five-game slate. There's pricing isn't, outside of Colorado 1, pricing really isn't a factor. So, just do you, boo-boo. So, um, Washington 1, I, I don't know. I always have these problems. Like, I think I'm just going to power play stack Washington. It's just what I do. If you want to leave off Wilson, Adam Backstrom, like you talk about it, Backstrom makes their power play so much better. So getting Backstrom in a power play stack seems important. Can leave Wilson off. That might seem like a Tom Wilson slight. And I don't know if drunk Tom Wilson's in the chat today, but Tom Wilson's not going to be my hat trick pick, but I, I think, putting in Backstrom, leaving off Wilson, or putting in Backstrom, leaving off Kuznetsov is perfectly fine. On the Sharks side, like, I think, like, I, at the ownership of the Sharks' top line, I think you can play them. The Capitals are a good defensive team. The problem they've been running into recently is their goaltending. So I think going to, to Sharks' one here makes some sense. sense. Despite it being a 2.3 total, you'd have to think, most of that total is coming from the top line. So I think, you know, going Sharks one is, is going to be an interesting contrarian option tonight. Uh, you want to leave off Barabanov, adding Couture for some more power play. I guess that makes some sense. But I think going Hurdle Meyer and adding in a defenseman is an interesting way to get different on this slate. So Caps power play, uh, some San Jose one for me from this game. Yeah, San, we made fun of San Jose one. Those, it really drove, it, it drove me nuts to see Noah Gregor get moved down yeah. to the third line for San Jose and then Ball Sayers to the second line. And then our buddy Alex Bear Benoff not only stays on the top line, but gets moved to the top power play unit as well. Like he just keeps getting sure. removed. Whatever. Uh, that's not to say that the San Jose top line has been bad with them. Like they're generating 71 shot attempts per 60 minutes with. Uh, bear ban off on that line so like obviously the san jose top line has still been very good uh the problem is is going into that washington top line you know they did struggle back in like i think it was like november early december but 
Yeah, they've been pretty good for about the last six weeks, like uh, 48 shot attempts against per 60 minutes. That's very low. 24 scoring chances against per 60 minutes. That's pretty low as well. Controlling 57% of the scoring chances. Like, it seems like a tough matchup. You know, Washington's getting some of their defensemen back. Like, the last game, the last few games they played, they were missing half their defensemen. So, I, I think the 2.3 total makes sense. And when I look at San Jose's uh, leverage, they're coming in with good leverage, but it's not like amazing you know what i mean like i thought we'd be we might be getting san jose one tonight at like four five six percent it looks like that's going to be double digits or close to it uh i don't know if i want to play them at that high they're still fine they're still coming in with good leverage no problem no issues playing them but i think they're going to come in a little bit higher than i wanted so i'm off san jose one uh washington one obviously i do like them as well I, i like what you said about just inserting Backstrom instead. I think you can do that with Kuznetsov, like leave Kuznetsov off and put in Backstrom. Uh, instead, I think that can work just fine as well. Uh, on the blue line, there was not anybody that really jumps out immediately. Mario Ferraro for 3,100 is probably going to see a fair amount of minutes with both Jacob Middleton and Eric Carlson out of the lineup. So I think Ferraro does make sense for 3,100. Brent Burns, like Brent Burns might play 27, 28 minutes here tonight for 5,300. We talk about how he's just a block bot, but, you know, at a certain point, you have to play a guy for 27, 28 minutes as long as he's not named Mikey Anderson. Who you got? Who you got? Yeah, the thing with Ferraro is he just doesn't shoot. So, like, if you're expecting him to shoot the puck, it's just not going to happen. He has 35 shots in 39 games. He does have 107 blocks in 39 games, which is really good. So he is live for the block bonus. So at 3,100, I wouldn't expect more then some some block shots of course i just locked in a couple goals from mario ferraro but i think at 3100 he's fine if you can get up to burns i think you know he should be pretty busy tonight on the cap side i think carlson makes some sense in power play stacks uh Fehervari, if you can't get to carlson is an interesting punt as well um other than that like schultz season is canceled while carlson is healthy Yep. Uh, no problems with that. Uh, get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass for $29.95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, our top stacks, our lineup builder, and a whole lot more. Of course, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS, then you can sign up for one of our Osmo Plus NHL packages for as low as $3.95 a week. Please note that the Fantasy Cruncher is an add-on and can be easily added to these packages at checkout, but it is not included in our base packages, though it is certainly very valuable, and though it's certainly a very valuable addition to your DFS arsenal. Stop guessing, start winning, join Osmo Plus today. All right, let's get to this next game. Calgary, 3.5 implied gold total. Columbus, 2.6 implied gold total. I was somewhat confused about this game when I started researching the slate last night because I could not believe that Johnny Gaudreau was $6,200. That line is coming in at $18,200 on DraftKings. They have absolutely just beat the brains out of their competition. Johnny Gaudreau has 18 points in his last nine games. 18 points in his last nine games. And my guy here is priced, uh, you know, less than William Nylander. No offense to Nylander, but come on. Um, the problem with that is that it's obviously drawing a lot of attention to Calgary because of the pricing. So even though they're on the road, uh, they're coming in 
23% ownership, which like, I get it, but I have a hard time playing any line, any line at 20 to 25% on the road. Ah, Maybe you can talk me into it, Josh. What do you see in this game? Well, I think they're going to be higher on than that. (laughs) Do you think so? Yeah. That being being said, (laughs) I I think it's going to be really, really hard to get away from them. Unless you're playing Colorado one, which we'll get to later. Okay. So like, if you're thinking about fading them, I'll give you two reasons why you can fade them at that ownership. One, Elvis Merz Lickens is in that he's their best goalie. He is a very good goalie. I think he's a very good goalie. Two, Columbus doesn't take many penalties. So Calgary won't get a super amount of power plays. Like maybe they will, but statistically they won't. Now, that's all I can say for the reasons fading Calgary here. Chances are they're going to see Patrick Line tonight. And you know what we like to do is attack good old finished Patty Line because he cannot guard a lawn chair. So, like, I, I think Calgary one's my favorite line of the night. Like, even if they get Domi, Sillinger, Bjorkstrand, like, that line isn't very good defensively. Borchek, Rosovic, Texier, like, sure, like, whatever. Like, I, like this is just a, as Niehaus would say, a primo matchup for Colorado one, or for Calgary one. They've just been so good recently. Their price hasn't, their price has gone down. So, like, yeah, I think there is enough on the slate to get different with Calgary one. Um, I'm very interested in them one to three. You want to go to Calgary too? I think that's perfectly fine as well. Um, they're coming in in double digits as well, but they're so cheap. Like you probably can fit them in with Colorado one if you tried hard enough. Um, I guess you can leave off back one if you want, but like Mangiapani and Coleman two man for seven K is just like I I like I don't like, know what's up with this pricing, man. Yeah, like. Blake Coleman, if Blake Coleman was priced 5,300 tonight, I wouldn't even bat an eye. But he's 3,300 tonight going against the Blue Jackets. So, like, Calgary 2 in play for me. I think a way, if you want to get a little bit different, and it's scary considering what we talked about at the top of the show, is you don't really want to leave guys off these, these elite lines. But if you want to get a little bit different, leave Lindholm off and put in Monaghan. I think that will lower the like that will definitely lower the the three of them tremendously. Or just adding in Monahan and just full on power play stacking the four of them. You don't have to include Rasmus Anderson. I think that's a good way to get different in Calgary because Monahan top power play three K projected at two point five. Maybe it doubles to five, but I think that is a way to get a little bit different with Calgary here tonight. Um, on the Columbus side, it's just a brutal matchup. Like there isn't a soft spot defensively for Calgary. That top line is just so good offensively. That second line is ridiculous defensively. Even the Luchas Monaghan Dubay line has been good defensively, which blows my mind. But like there just isn't a super good matchup that I want to attack. So like I kind of want to get behind like Voracek Rosovic or Domi Bjorkstrand, but 
there just isn't a matchup that I like in one to three. If you want to play a little bit, I guess, in 20 or 150 max, it won't take much to get over the field. But in one to three, I think I'm just going to be out on at least the wingers of the skaters on Columbus. I think the way I might attack Calgary tonight, I'm playing one lineup. I haven't decided what I'm going to play yet. If I play Calgary tonight, what I might do is just Josh stack them. Um, and for anybody that's not familiar, Josh stacking is named after our good friend here, Mr. Harris. Uh, it's when he stacks six skaters uh, on DraftKings from the same team. So tonight you could do like the Calgary top line plus Manchiapani plus Coleman plus Anderson or something like that, right? And with their pricing, like there's absolutely no issues doing that at all. The price like, is broke. <laughs> right. And, you know, if you wake up tomorrow and Calgary's won 6-1 or something like that, you wouldn't bat an eye at that at that final, right? And obviously um, there are big spots elsewhere on the slate, Colorado and Toronto, namely among them, but not every team is going to score six or seven goals here tonight, right? So um, if you're playing 20 max, 150, what have you, I think a Calgary Josh stack does make sense. Otherwise, you're going to have to get a, a little bit unique with your stacks, I think. I do really like both top, top two Calgary lines. Uh, like, I'm not going to add anything to what you said about them. Um, both great lines, both in great matchups. Um, the one thing I will say is that the Columbus power play, sorry, the Columbus power play is still fine, but they've started to take more penalties of late. I was looking over the last five weeks or so, like they're near the top of the league in time shorthanded. So I think that Monaghan shortcut that you mentioned is a good one. It's throwing in Monaghan instead of Lindholm or just adding Monaghan all together. I think that's just fine. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, on the Columbus side, I kind of like that second line. Uh, just because I think Domi and Bjorkstrand typically have good, had good offensive numbers uh, together this year. Now, I suspect Calgary, too, will still get the run of the play. Uh, you know, Domi and Sillinger aren't going to be great defensively together. Uh, but I still think that they that Domi and Bjorkstrand are talented enough offensively to score a couple goals here tonight. So I think Columbus, too, is in play in your 20 max, 150 max. Definitely not in one to three. I think this is a Calgary one, Calgary Josh stack game. On the blue line, Oliver Shillington is the guy I keep going back to. 3600 I think that's a very reasonable price. Obviously, I just mentioned the Calgary power play and all the penalties Columbus is taking. So Rasmus Anderson, 4500 for additional power play exposure is just fine. Adam Bockfist is back for Columbus tonight. I want to mention him because he's one of the guys coming off the COVID list. I was reading an interview with him yesterday. He said he spent five, spent five straight days in bed, and he's only had one, I think two, maybe two practices. 
I think I'm going to pass on Bokvist for now. Uh, I might just go right down to Gavrikov. I think he's definitely in play for a shot. I was like him and Pete. We'll see uh, what the what the defensive pairings are at warmups. What do you think here, Josh? Yeah, Pete and Gavrikov are the guys I play from Columbus. They're going to be busy with some pucks flying at their pads. So those are the guys for me on the Calgary side. Like if you want a power play stack, Rasmus Anderson's the guy. If not Shillington or Noah Hannafin, and you can even dump down Chris Tanev. I think you know he's fine at twenty seven hundred, which is weird because like I've been off Calgary defenseman all season until like the past few weeks, and it's it's been pretty lucrative for some reason. So I'm not going to conjecture as to why. I'll just shut my mouth and put them in. Yeah, exactly. Don't <laughs> don't look a gift horse in the mouth is the old saying. Uh, we have a super chat here from Abel Ramos. Uh, thank you very much for your $5 super chat. He says, do y'all hate Mighty Ducks movies for how often they run into the goalie to score or trip the goalie to score? What I will say is that in the Mighty Ducks movies, the goalie is an intricate part of almost every play that they make. So at least the goalie's kind of expecting a little bit of rambunctiousness. Uh, I think I can let that one pass because uh, you know you got Goldberg winding up for the knuckle puck from his own blue line like if a goalie's going to do that in a game I think he's fair game what do you think Josh yeah if you're going to pop off the mask and throw a knuckle puck at the net like you're going to take some hits man so if, if it's not like you're running Julie the cat that's a little bit different like that that's a bit testy but Goldberg he probably deserves the hits <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah if you're running Julie the cat I think you might be starting a line brawl there so a yeah. uh, little little bit of a uh maybe a little bit of favoritism towards her she was a fantastic goalie back in her she, day she uh, thank glove. you very much yeah unbelievable glove uh <laughs> thank you very much for the five dollars super chat Abel very much appreciated uh, we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below. Deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you've played in your first paid contest, and we will and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you would like to speed up the process of getting access, email support at Osmo.com, and we'll get you set up right away you can also claim a free ten dollars of site credit by clicking the link in the video description below and that can be used to enter any yahoo contest those contests include tonight's nhl two thousand dollar baller and the nfl five hundred thousand dollar baller coming up this sunday make sure to use our dfs tools and projections designed specifically for yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big uh Shout out to uh, the team behind the scenes for getting Yahoo projections for NHL up on the site. So if you've been playing Yahoo on NHL, we do have some projections up on the site. Um, just wanted to give a special shout out to Yahoo. They've been good to us. Uh, so please, if you want to get your feet wet in DFS, just uh, follow uh, the link below. Get some free money from Yahoo. Get your feet wet in this great game of ours. All right, let's get to this next next contest. Chicago 2.6 implied goal total. They're going into Detroit. The Red Wings have a 2.9 implied goal total. Uh, I think it could make a big difference which line you're looking at here, but there's one line very specifically that I like in this game. I believe I mentioned it in my power plays article, so I don't think it's a secret. What do you like here, Josh? Yeah. Um, we're talking about broken pricing here. I think Detroit 2's price is pretty broken. 
Um, they got two guys on the top power play, Robbie Fabry, 3K, Tyler Bertuzzi, all the way down to 4,800. With Pia Suter, Bertuzzi, and Fabry, like they, they only have a 45-minute sample together. They've only been together for four or five games, but they are controlling 61% of the shot share. Um, they're going to get a favorable matchup on the Hawks. Like, I don't know. They're probably going to get the, the Taze to bring Cat Lafferty. Like, you just don't know what the Hawks' lines are going to be. So it's hard to really be like, yeah, they're going to go into this guy. Three shifts. Hawks' lines just completely different. So, but regardless, Bertuzzi, Fabry, Suter, uh, very, very good numbers together. I really like them. You can do whatever you want if you put them in. Um, Ernie Rasmussen Zadina is going to see the Strom Hagel Kane line most likely. Um, so, which me- leaves up uh, Larkin, Raymond, Nemestikov to go against uh, Kurashev, Doc, Kubalik, if that is the line. And if you want to use Detroit one, that's fine. Like Kershaw, Doc Kubelik, pretty good defensive numbers uh, somehow. Um, I mean, to, I think Doc's a good player. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, we give him crap for DFS because he just doesn't shoot. Yeah, exactly. And he's not yeah. responsible that a bad team drafted yeah. him. That happens. Yeah. yeah. What a terrible, what a terrible organization. But anyway, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to stack like Larkin, Raymond, and Cedar. I think that's fine. But for me, like, I'd much rather go to Detroit, too, here tonight. Uh, they're cheaper. You also get the two guys on the power play. I'm going to leave off Suter and add in, in Larkin. I think that's fine, too. Uh, Chicago penalty kill, not great. Been bailed out by Marc-Andre Fleury, which is not a surprise. Uh, on the Hawks side, like, I just don't know if the lines are going to stick together. Like, Hagel, Strom, Kane has kind of stuck together. Um, and they're cheap. They're only 13K to full stack. Like these prices tonight, like this is when I say pricing is not a factor, like 13K going against the Wangs. Like, <laughs> sure. Like, I think in one to three, I don't know if I'm going to get there. They're definitely going to be in consideration. They might be one of the first cuts that I make after I write down the lines that I, I want to consider. But at 13K, I think an MME definitely in play for me. Uh, you want to go to Taze to bring cat. Like I wish, you know, the power play correlation was a little bit better. You want to go, you know, Kane to bring cat. Normally that two man is in the 15 Ks. They're 11, eight for the two of them tonight, which is just the cheapest you're going to get them. Uh, so I think that's fine as well. I want to add in strong for more power play. Um, so like, it, it's just hard to like outside of Hagel, Strom, Kane, which is stayed together. It's just kind of hard to really, full stack anything so if you want to mix and match with Kane and DeBrincat I think that's fine as well it's it's funny uh Detroit 2 wasn't super owned earlier in the slate I just looked at our recent ownership run oh yeah uh the most over leveraged line on the slate here tonight and it makes sense um like I mentioned good they've had um they get a good matchup here tonight they've been very good together like Tyler Bertuzzi, I'm becoming more and more convinced he's their best forward. Um, just flat out, like better than Larkin, better, like definitely better than Raymond. Detroit won without Tyler Bertuzzi on that line, 45% shot share, 38% of the scoring chances. That's awful. Whereas Detroit two with Tyler Bertuzzi, 57% of the shot share, 61% of the scoring chances. Like that is just a massive 
massive chasm. And this is something that's gone on for years now. Like Larkin's numbers with and without Bertuzzi, this is something that's persisted for years now. So I think if I'm playing Detroit tonight, it's definitely the second line. But again, they're over leveraged. So it's not as if you're going to get uh, get them in a great spot. I think something like Bertuzzi, Fabry, and Larkin is something that might work. Uh, you just mentioned a, a stack like that uh, back with Calgary where you can leave off uh, Elias Lindholm and add in Sean Monaghan. I think you can do that something here with Detroit, but kind of in reverse is leave off P. Suter and add in Dylan Larkin. Dylan Larkin leads his team in shot rate over the last five or six weeks, and it's not even close. Like no one else is shooting but him. Uh, so I think that's something that you can go to. Or you can just do, like you said, with Calgary, just add the center. Just take all of Detroit two and then add Dylan Larkin or something like that in case this is – you know, a five or six, nothing game or something like that. None of the Chicago lines have good numbers. Like I think Chicago one has the best numbers uh, of any line and they're a 48% line. Right. So there's no matchups that I'm worried about here on the Chicago side. I think I would probably just go straight to that top line. I'm not worried about any third line matchup here from Detroit. Uh, You definitely want to get Patrick Kane in uh, whenever you're stacking Chicago uh, they do have a decent, like they're projecting decently well. They're, they're projecting for over almost 28 points, like which is more than Calgary two, which is more than, uh, you know, Columbus one. It's, you know, projecting more than, you know, any except for the top of the the top Washington lines. Like they're projecting well enough. They have, so, they have the biggest total for uh, being a road dog. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think, you know, Chicago one is fine. Some sort of broken Detroit two plus Larkin is fine as well. On the blue line, Seth Jones prices prices down a little bit. Uh, that kind of interests me. Anybody else interest you? Um, not particularly. Um, Cedar and some power play stacks for Detroit. It's really about it. Like McCabe, Dehan, Murphy, fine, but like not exciting. Um, Seth Jones is Seth Jones and Cedar probably the guys. You don't even have to include more Cedar. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just think adding him on lowers the cumulative ownership of your stack. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Here at Osmo.com, we have an Osmo Hall of Fame where we like to celebrate all of the accomplishments of our subscribers, even if Barry Bonds were one of our subscribers. If you'd like to get into the Osmo Hall of Fame, this is how you can do it. Uh, You download the Osmo avatar from Osmo.com slash avatar. You place in the top three of a contest with at least 5,000 contestants, 
and then you tweet those wins to the Osmo Hoff account on Twitter. You'll see D Lenny 24 taking down 100K uh, in NBA. Uh, not a bad score. Uh, you see Zane Breitelt, uh taking down a split of first, uh, the NFL Sunday night showdown. Uh, you'll see ugly eight game, uh, just eight game on FanDuel, taking down uh, the NBA putback single entry for 5K. Very good night from him. Uh, you see the NBA, NBA guys have just been absolutely crushing it. Uh, you'll see some uh, Yahoo scores from Justin Tope doing very well. And then, of course, you had um, our buddy Shane Pintos yesterday taking down the single entry over on FanDuel. Congrats to him. Uh, lots of winners here at Osmo.com. If you're a winner, make sure you send in uh, your screenshot to the Osmo Hoff account on Twitter. Make sure you have the avatar and you can win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. We do have some shows coming up. After us, we have the NBA Wednesday night show, Yahoo NBA Wednesday night show at four o'clock Eastern with Kaufman and Greg. And then starting at 445 Eastern, we have our deeper dive and live before lock NBA combo starting with Alex and Adam. All right. One game left. Let's get through this game. Boston 2.6 implied goal total going into Colorado. The abs have a 3.6 implied goal total. I'm going to be very honest with you, Josh. I like Colorado here a lot tonight I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to use them and whether or not I'm stupid for playing them it's a 3.6 total but we got a confirmation while we were on the air it's not Tuka Rask starting it's Linus Allmark and Allmark had been playing pretty well up until for some reason they decided to give Tuka Rask a bunch of starts uh I think this is an upgrade in net for them and that means a downgrade for Colorado would you like not nearly enough where I would just say, no, I'm not playing Colorado, obviously, but it is a downgrade. What do you think here, Josh? Yeah. And it's crazy that this is the only late game of the slate. So it's not like you're either committing 20 K plus to the last game or you're fading. It. It, it, there's no option here. <laughs> like you're either playing them or you're not. Um, very conflicted here because these are two elite, lines going into each other now mr g saul goodman in our discord said today uh someone smarter than him which i don't believe did a study on these elite lines in really tough matchups and the coursey numbers don't really change basically what he's saying the study is saying is elite lines do elite things Irregardless of the matchup, Colorado one from a DFS pers perspective has let everyone down recently in really, really good matchups. This is a miserable matchup. Probably the worst they can have in the, in, in the NHL. Probably the worst. With Craig Smith on the top line, their de defensive numbers in a huge sample are ridiculous. Better than they were with Pasternak up there. So it's depressing their ownership and Colorado one is very, very expensive, but they are an elite line. They've been letting people down. It's a miserable matchup. So the only thing that can happen here is Colorado one just goes absolutely crazy tonight. Like it's the only outcome. It's the only outcome. And it scares the living, you know what, out of me that I'm considering fading them because how often are you going to get 
these three guys in the teens, like we can project them at 15%. They're always coming in at like 31, 32. I honestly believe this projection tonight that they're going to be around 15 to 20%. So like, what do you do? I think in, in one lineup, you, you have to consider them. Like, irregardless of the matchup, they're the best line in the NHL, arguably. So you have to play them. It's just a matter of, are you going to do it? And it's scary because this is a terrible matchup. You have really elite matchups all, all over the slate. So I'm very interested in Colorado one tonight. I'm also interested in Boston one just because this is a pretty good power, like a better, a better power play spot for Boston than it is for Colorado. Interested in both top lines, more so in Colorado one. Colorado two, interesting to me, like mixing in Kadri or I don't know, like Nishushkin super cheap. Like Boston two is not a very good matchup either going into like the second line. So I think, you know, Pasta coming in super well owned has my interest. Kadri Nishushkin has my interest super well owned. They're just, it's hard to ignore this game, but it's just awful that it's the only late game. Yeah, I it does suck that it's the only late game. Where I'm leaning here is uh, Colorado 1. Like, you're right. I do want to take advantage uh, of what should be some lower-owned players just because of the pricing elsewhere on the slate. And I do think I can find some value without worry about being duplicated. So I'm in on Colorado 1. You know, if you want to throw in Devin Taze instead of Kale McCarr or something like that, it's something we talked about earlier. And it's not quite just the shot-blocking defenseman, but it does save you over $2,000. Um, so I'm completely fine with that. I do like Colorado too, as well. The Boston second line has been good, but not nearly as good defensively as the top line. And that Colorado second line has generally, generally, generally been very good this year. I wrote up uh, Valerie Natrushkin in our power place article here this morning. Um, they're controlling 52% of the, of the scoring or Boston second line is controlling 52% of the scoring chances, but this, Colorado line is at like 59% of the shot attempts or something like that. It's they're really, really rolling and Nutrushkin's priced down in Colorado. So I like Colorado too. I don't mind Colorado one either on the Boston side. I think it's Boston three that makes a nice filler stack here tonight. Um, They've been controlling 58% of the scoring chances in their sample together. And that Colorado third line, honestly, is just bad. It's the one week link this Colorado team has is their third line. It's just been bad all year long. Um, I think Boston three makes sense if you want to get in a super expensive Toronto or super expensive Washington or just game stack here with Colorado. Uh, on the blue line, uh, I wrote a Brandon Carlo in the power plays article with Matt Grizzlick out tonight. Uh, I imagine Carlo, um, he might not play a ton, ton of minutes, but he should float near 20 and that brings the shot bonus into play for him. Anybody else? Yeah, I mean, on the Boston side, not really. On the Colorado side, like Devin Tays at 5,200. It, it's like, I, maybe this slate it's possible because there's so, like, with so many cheap pricing, but like fitting in Colorado one with, with McCarr is quite a dilemma. So Devin Tays, 2,300 cheaper than McCarr, sees the same minutes, gets secondary power play time. I think Devin Tays is a very good play tonight. Uh, that's really about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Matt Grizzlick is out. Uh, somebody in chat asking about that. Grizzlick is out tonight. All right, Josh, we got to get out of here. I'm going to ask you for your hat trick picks and your goalies. My hat trick pick for tonight is one Robert Fabry, and my goalies are 
Elvis Merzlikens, and Marc-Andre Fleury. Who you got? I like those goalies. I also don't mind Gibson. And if you're spending up Jacob Markstrom, and my hat trick pick is going to be Miko Rantanen. Rantanen. There you go. Miko Rantanen, Robert Fabry are your hat trick picks for tonight. Uh, NBA shows coming up for the rest of the day. We will be back tomorrow. For producer Mike, for Josh, I'm saying good luck tonight, everybody, and we'll be back in 23 hours. Go trade for Lekin in. (laughs) Please don't. We all love the low country lifestyle, which is why we should do our best to protect it. To get insurance that helps you protect your home from whatever the low country throws at you, contact C.T. Lowndes & Company today. Their local agents can review your coverage to help make sure you're properly protected. C.T. Lowndes & Company has been helping protect and insuring the low country since 1850. Visit ctlowndes.com to learn more and request a quote. That's ctlownds.com. Hello, Saver. Whether you're saving for that trip to the tropics or saving for an emergency, now is the time to take advantage of Wells Fargo's savings options. Wells Fargo offers savings accounts that can help you save towards your goals. So, what are you saving for? Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash save to open a savings account today. Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Member FDIC. 